Hey guys, and welcome back to Call Her Doctor, a podcast for STEM students interested in pursuing advanced degrees. I'm Madison, a former pre-med, starting my medical degree in July of 2020. And I'm Natalie, a first-year PhD student in electrical engineering. Be sure to check out our previous episodes and subscribe so you never miss another. All right, so today we are talking all about goals. So we're going to kick it off with some of our short-term and long-term goals, and then also talk about some of our highs and lows for this week. Um, so Maddie, do you want to start off with some short-term goals? We can kind of start there. Short-term goal is right now just to like make sure I have everything organized before school starts. I have made a spreadsheet of what my expenses are going to look like next year and I have made or I'm working on a spreadsheet of literally all of my belongings so I can try to organize what I have into thinking about how I'm going to move. Um, so yeah, my short-term goal right now is just to try to feel like I'm mentally organized. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I remember because I traveled like right before starting grad school and I, because I like worked in Spain and then traveled and I remember I had been gone for like six months and the only thing I could think about the last like week I was gone was like how excited I was to get home and just like purge, like just clean everything out of my closet to like get ready to move. Yeah, so I definitely feel that. What about you, short-term goal? I guess short-term goal, so we're in that whole like transition to online classes, working from home, and instead of trying to like set the goal of I'm going to work my full eight hours every day and that kind of thing, my goal is just to track my working time. So just if I have a break between meetings and I'm on Facebook, I'm not tracking that as working time. I'm just like trying to just create an awareness around how I'm spending my time so that's I'm not trying to you know work myself to death or anything but just to be aware of how much I'm working and stuff like this and then I have some other just like little like things I need to finish for work this week but yeah the main thing just tracking that working time yeah what about long term long term so are we talking long term like six months 10 years what do we want to hit first uh, let's say like we'll, we'll call it medium term like within the next I don't know year maybe let's say anywhere between a year and five years okay so year to five years ideally in like four years I'll be out of grad school so this is going to kind of mostly be grad school stuff um, and I think this is like a huge thing we can talk about is just like if you aren't in grad school right now what is grad school and like how do you set goals and what are even like goals you would set in grad school? Um, but a huge thing is obviously like, well, not obviously if you don't know, but a huge thing is publications. That's like a huge part of how your productivity is measured in grad school or in like a research setting. Um, and so being new, I don't currently have any publications from my time in grad school. So that's a goal. Um, I, you know, in, not good goal setting nature I haven't really set a specific for the number or like which conferences and stuff because I'm trying to learn more about those but papers um my other goal is to just get really good at project management and to have I guess left grad school having managed at least two bigger like chip design uh, projects and like have my name be the one who's like the chip lead on that if that makes sense um and then just you know 
learning how to, I'm new to my field, the field that I'm doing my PhD in. So um, just lots of learning. And I have some like more specific goals around that. But a lot of it is just getting really, really comfortable with obviously what I'm doing my PhD in. Yeah. All right. So what about you, Maddie? Some long-term goals. Um, I feel like all of mine are like four, four years-ish out. Um, I want to graduate at the top of my med school class. Um, I, and I, I think the two big ones that, and then I want to match to the residency program that I'm most interested in. And I'm not going to say which residency program that is because watch me in four years, like not match there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I have an idea of like exactly where I see myself in four and a half years, like when I'm starting residency and I guess graduating near the top of my class and matching to that residency program obviously are what it's going to take for me to be there. So yeah. I didn't cover like outside of just grad school, but um, I don't know, I guess we could talk about this a little bit, but like with SWE, so like the Society of Women Engineers, I've set it as a goal to be like immediate director Ooh. or editor or something like that, like on and like, cause you have your sections at schools, but there's also like the national level mm -hmm. and like that capacity at the national level at some point during grad school. Um, so there's some, you know, other things. I have some some business goals as well. Yeah. Those. Yeah. No, I won't talk. I feel like it's early, too early on for me to like talk about those goals. I'm also like, I and I heard this actually. This I don't know if this is like a bad mentality or like a good one. I don't know. This is I heard this from a swim coach in high school, um, but that you shouldn't share your goals with other people because, like, it was it was, I feel like this is bad advice. Like it was very cynical. It was like, don't share your goals with other people um, because then they'll just use them against you or like something like that. Yeah, I, well, okay, so I wouldn't think I've heard, like it was the same idea, like don't share your goals, but it was because like when you share your goals, you get the satisfaction of doing them, even though you haven't done them yet. So like, let's say your goal is to run a half marathon. Well, like if you tell everyone you're going to run a half marathon, whether or not you actually do it, you've gotten some little like feeling of, you know, oh, well, now everybody thinks of me as a half marathon runner. So it kind of like, it's not like you, this little thing that you're kind of working on in secret and working towards and going to wow people with later. It's like just something you kind of like talk about and you're already getting that satisfaction from having told people about it. That makes sense. Though. I'm kind of down for like having accountability and telling yeah. people. I think there's like a difference between the like accountability with like a couple of close friends, right? Versus like telling the world like, here are my goals like yeah yeah like don't maybe post on instagram all of your you know long-term goals but like <laughs> share it with people that will like motivate you and like encourage you yeah 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 you know who your group is yeah okay good okay so what about high and low of the week or just a high and just or just a low up to you um so a highlight of the week is I've been like fairly consistent about exercising. Um, and I've also, you know, I'm social distancing, but I'm still like getting outside to walk and do stuff like that. Um, you know, maintaining my distance, not going out to restaurants and stuff like that, but still getting outside, which has been nice. And then um, 
My low, um, I'm trying to have a better attitude about this, but is still just working from home. That's just, you know, not my preferred method of working, but I'm learning and uh, updates to come on how that goes. Okay, good. Um, I feel like my high and low, high is probably that traffic has been way chill ever since this, the country started freaking out <laughs> about COVID-19. Um, seriously, no traffic getting anywhere. It's kind of great. Um, if you're from Austin, you know. Yeah. Like there hasn't, I mean, I haven't tried to like drive downtown at eight o'clock in the morning, but just even like traffic, like I normally hit a lot of traffic, um, just trying to get kind of anywhere around like outside of our neighborhood and there hasn't been any. Um, and I would say the low has been, um, I don't know, I call it a low, but like the forecast for this week is showing like thunderstorms for the next 10 days, which for me, whenever it's rainy and kind of gross outside, it makes it really, really difficult for me to um, like not stay focused, but I always just kind of feel more tired um, when I'm working, when it's like this outside. So that's just makes my week a little bit like more mentally challenging but it's not the end of the world so I guess it's good like staying in weather you know it's good staying in weather if I didn't have work to do it's good like let me curl up in bed and watch Netflix not I need to sit at my desk and be productive for 10 hours straight (laughs) yeah yeah all right so we're going to talk today a lot about um goals and we're going to focus mostly on goals when it comes to like getting into grad school or like focusing on being on sort of that, like grad school track. Um, and then also sort of once you're in grad school, what some of those goals might look like. Uh, so we want to start by just talking about how important it is to make a plan. Um, just, you know, these things don't happen. You really have to kind of go after a lot of these things and you have to be aware of what you want and have a timeline and things like that. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit in the shoot your shot episode, but if you see something you want, like it's not just going to be handed to you, you do have to go after it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about like, how do you make that plan? How do you sort of outline the steps you need to take to get there? Yeah. um, So I just throw like, I figured a quick example um, here and just like, this is just very simple overview. Like this isn't everything that you would need to do, but like, for example, say you're, I don't know, a high schooler and you're like, you know, a freshman in high school and you say, oh, okay, I want to be a doctor one day. You can't just say, okay, like I'm going to do well in my high school classes and then I'm going to go to college and major in biology and do well in those classes. And then I'm going to do well in my MCAT and then I'm going to get into med school. Like it's not, it's never that simple. You really have to think about what classes you're going to take. So you're thinking, okay, like, let me make sure I take AP biology and chemistry when I'm in high school and then when you get to college it's okay does my major fit with you know their pre-med requirements um how can I be successful in these classes what else can you do in college to supplement your major because just simply having a major in biology isn't enough um and you need to think about how you're going to prepare for your MCAT and not just okay I'm going to study you know you have to you have to thoroughly plan for everything and think about when everything needs to happen to maximize your success. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to take all of these classes at once. You need to go into college planning out when you're going to take your classes. Um, that will 
provide the best outcome for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, that's not to say that you have to start in high school. Right. But you need to start now wherever you are at this point. And if you're not already doing this, um, you know, start to implement some of these things. So we're going to talk a little bit about like goal categories. And I know um, there's a lot of different, there's like a 10 pillars or something like that. Like there's some um, different ways to set goals out there in different categories that people look at. And a lot of those are sort of all encompassing for your whole life and career is just a pillar, but we're going to focus, I think, mostly on categories within sort of that like career and professional space. So, and we'll hit a little bit on personal goals, but we're going to start off with some of these categories for professional goals. Um, and obviously there's a technical side and it, depending on what field you're in. So like for engineering, there's specific skills that I need, like technical skills, softwares I need to learn how to use and things like that. Um, if you're a doctor, you need to know how to do whatever it is you're doing as a doctor. Um, you know, if you're in some other STEM major, like there's going to be very specific technical skills you need. Um, and we'll talk, we can talk a little bit about like how to break those out into smaller goals, because obviously you're not going to learn a career's worth of knowledge during the time you're in college. Um, but another big one is leadership. Uh, and this is something that I think we, especially as people in STEM, we think of this as like a soft skill but I think it definitely still falls under the professional um, category. And with this, it's, you don't wanna have just had leadership experience. You wanna have leadership experience that is measurable, you know, leadership experience that you can communicate well and something that was impactful. So um, we'll go into that a little bit more when we start, uh, when we talk about setting small goals Another one is involvement, um, especially as women in STEM, I think, I don't know about everyone, but I feel a little bit of a personal responsibility to continue to share STEM and my love of engineering and things like that um, with the community that I'm in. So whether that's, you know, your community at school or your local community around your university and things like that, um, being involved in outreach, just, it's a good way to build connections. It's a good way to gain that leadership experience. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be volunteer work or outreach, but just being involved on campus and being involved in things outside of your classes. Another kind of component to your professional goals will want to be awards and recognition. Um, now, these aren't entirely necessary to reach your professional goals, but they definitely don't hurt. Um, so for a lot of people, research is a place where you can get a lot of awards when you go to conferences and present your research. Um, various scholarships that you've been awarded for school can also count as awards, as well as recognition for your academic achievements is another award that you can go for, especially if you are looking to go to professional school or graduate school, you probably most likely have a competitive GPA. And seek those out. Those are another thing that, you know, nobody's looking out for you nominating. Yeah you if you need to be nominated email a professor and ask them to nominate you <laughs> like yeah. figure out what some awards are in that area and figure out how to get them okay so then there's also outside of your professional goals there are going to be personal goals that you want to achieve um these ne don't necessarily have to have anything to do with your professional goals um but they can definitely help pad a resume um 
I personally suggest getting involved in things that you are passionate about and that you like. Um, and also finding ways to get just involved with various organizations. So the leadership that, you know, people are wanting to see on your resume doesn't necessarily have to be in your specific field. As long as your leadership experience can show that you are an effective communicator and a strong and good leader, um, it can kind of be in whatever field you want that to be in. So whether that's being, you know, an officer or president or whatever of a sports club or, you know, being manager at your hourly job, like if you're the shift manager, that's, you know, if you can communicate that as leadership, obviously try to, you know, work in some other leadership positions, but use what you got and, um, you know, do your work with kind of that mindset of how could I frame this as leadership? Yeah. And like, you know, being a head lifeguard, just kind of anything that you are having to be a leader, even if it's not um, an official, you know, title that would indicate that you're a leader. Um, there are definitely ways, I don't want to say spin because that seems fake, but there are definitely jobs in which you are having to be a leader that it's not necessarily reflected in your job title. Um, so yeah, whenever you're like looking for jobs, think about how you could use these to your advantage later and like down the line. Yeah, definitely. So we've talked a little bit, I guess, about like the categories, but we also want to hit how to figure out what your goals should be. Um, or not should be, but what are some options for things to, you know, set as goals? Because I know when I came in as a freshman, like in my head, it was just like, oh, okay, I'll complete my coursework and then I'll graduate and I'll get a job. Um, and that works, but it's like if you want to be a little bit more competitive or if you are trying to get to grad school, um, you are going to need to set goals beyond just those classes. But all, at the same time, um, especially if you don't have a parent who works in your field and things like that, it can be difficult to figure out like what those goals should be. So we want to talk a little bit about that too. All right. So one of um, the things that I didn't really learn until recently, which I wish I'd known earlier because I think it would have been really helpful. Um, but as far as like career exploration and using that to figure out like what your goals are. So I know um, I can really just speak to engineering because I'm not super familiar with like goals or I mean with um, professions and biology and stuff like that. But let's say I, you know, I study electrical engineering and I think, okay, I'm going to graduate and be an electrical engineer. Well, within that there's, you know, there's quality assurance, there's test engineers, design engineers, there's different types of design engineers. There's, um, you know, people who do technical sales, there's um, project managers, there's all these different roles within that. And so it can be kind of hard to like picture yourself in the future or set goals or figure out like, you know, what you want to focus on as an undergrad if you don't know what's out there. And so one thing that I heard recently that I thought was just like genius um, is if you know a general area, so let's say I want to work doing medical devices and I'll go look at a company that makes those like, I don't know, Medtronic or something and look at their job postings and see, you know, even if it's something that you're like nowhere near being qualified for, what does a senior design engineer do? Like what are their day-to-day -day tasks? Maybe that doesn't sound interesting. Maybe quality assurance sounds really interesting. Um, but just using like job postings and using your network and things like that to 
figure out what those careers actually look like. Because if I decide that, okay, well, like project management and overseeing the technical side of huge projects sounds interesting, I can focus more on the leadership part of it. Whereas if I'm going to be an analog design engineer, then my technical skills are what I need to focus more on and be able to really communicate my accomplishments in that area. So for me personally, um, this was, you know, something that I kind of had to redo once I got into grad school and got into my specific research group because our group does um, chip design. And so I've recently kind of been going back through and looking at like, okay, if you have, you know, chip design experience, what jobs does that lend itself to? And also just seeing the roles that the senior students play in the bigger meetings, I've learned that like, I want to do, you know, this is going to get kind of technical, but like, I want to do more system level stuff, but with the custom hardware aspect, but I don't want to be the person who knows how to do the like top level layout of the whole chip. I want to still be at the chip level, but be able to focus more on the system um, because that gets me closer to those medical device applications that I'm interested in. And so that's like way down in the weeds of like what specific role I want. Um, and that may not happen until you're like a little ways into your grad degree or into your job or whatever. Um, but that's sort of something I've been going through is like figuring out, okay, I like this. I don't like this so much. And so here's kind of what I currently think is what I want to be focused on. Yeah. Um, and so in medicine, you kind of have this, a similar aspect where I feel like with an MD, everyone thinks, okay, everyone who has an MD is a doctor and treats patients, sees them in clinic, you know, does surgeries, whatever. Um, but there are a lot of other things that you can do with an MD, especially if being a clinician is not what you want to do. Um, so a lot of MDs also go into research. You can be in hospital administration. You can be in public health, which, uh, I think that's very interesting to a lot of people given our current situation in the world right now. Um, and you can also go into teaching. Um, and I mean, there's a ton of other things you can go into, but those are kind of like the big ones um, that I know, I guess, more people in. So I personally, I want to be a practicing physician and, you know, see patients and perform surgeries. In an ideal world, I would also be involved in research and teach along with being a practicing physician, but that is, I don't think that's super realistic. Um, but yeah, my ultimate goal is to do research along with my practice. And then when I decide to retire from surgery one day at, you know, I don't know, 60, 65, whenever my eyes go bad, I don't know. Um, then I want to go back into teaching. Um, so there are a lot of things that you can do with an MD. Um, there's also a lot of things you can do in healthcare that, don't necessarily need an MD um, that have other degrees tied to them. So if you're interested in being in healthcare and don't want to be a practicing physician, look into those. So. Yeah, especially I think if you're like high school or early undergrad, like just as much research as you can do, you know, you don't have to spend hours and hours, but just talk to people and figure out what they do. Talk to your professors because even if they just like did their grad degree and then became professors, they know people who have really cool and interesting jobs that you may not have known were like even an option. So yeah, I think career exploration is like a huge thing you can do to get some clarity on your goals. Yeah, I would say especially if, and I don't, I don't really know much about the engineering side of things, but 
I know so many people that entered college as pre-med and most people that I know have changed their mind and decided to go into something else. Most of them are still wanting to be in healthcare or public health something, but most of them don't, don't have interests in going to medical school anymore. Um, and that's because when they got to college, they learned so much about like what their other options were. Um, but it definitely can be kind of frustrating to, you know, start all of your pre-med requirements and go through a lot of these really, really challenging classes that you might not need to take if you decide to go into a different field. So um, I would look into those sooner rather than later. Um, okay, so now let's kind of talk about how you want to go about setting your goals and how you can plan for them step by step and think about them in the long term and have a set plan and backup plans for them um, to ensure your success. I just want to kick it off by saying smart goals. If you don't know what smart goals are, like, go look it up. I'm, I believe in all of that. I think that's a great way to set goals. So we won't probably talk too much about like those specifics. Um, but if you're not familiar, definitely go look up smart goals. I don't know what smart goals are. You don't know what smart goals are? Mm -mm. What? It has to be um, specific measurable, I forget what the A is, realistic, and timely. Oh my gosh, hang on. Okay, we're going to do a little SMART goals lesson, but I just have to double check what the acronym is. I've never heard that before. Never heard of SMART goals, like S-M-A-R-T. I mean, I mean, I know how to spell SMART, but like, nope. Okay, okay, okay. So, I'm so excited to share this with you. Like, I'm like, so excited. Okay. Um, smart goals. So the S is for specific. And so basically, kind of like we talked about earlier, you can't be like, oh, I'm gonna take the MCAT. It has to be like, I'm going to take two weeks before or however, I don't know, probably way longer for the MCAT than the GRE, but about, about four months, four or five months. <laughs> for the four or five months leading up to the MCAT. I'm going to set aside this much time each week to study. I'm going to work fully, you know, all the way through these specific materials. So basically, the idea behind the specific part is that at the end, you want to be able to definitively say whether or not you accomplished it. So like, did you study for the MCAT? Like, well, kind of like, no. Did you work all the way through all of the practice problems in this book? That's a yes or no answer. So you want it to be something really specific. Um, and then also measurable. So that kind of ties in, I guess, to this specific part, or maybe I'm mixing them up a little bit, but um, you know, not just, I'm gonna start working out more, but I'm gonna work out four days a week. And you can definitively say, this week I worked out four times, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, achievable. So we're going to, I think, maybe talk a little bit more about this later. But like, I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm not after one year of my PhD going to be an expert in analog design. I'm probably also not going to like publish a paper to the best conference in that. Like those are not achievable, reasonable degrees or degrees, <laughs> achievable, reasonable goals. Um, and then you want it to be relevant. So like if I'm, you know, going to, let me think of an example. 
if I'm going to study for my GRE, I'm not going to go back and review all of my SAT materials. Like maybe there's something in there that'll help you kind of figure out test taking strategy or remind you of what that is. But like, that's just not relevant to where you're trying to go. It's going to be a waste of time. Um, and then it needs to be time bound. So like, obviously something like studying for an exam, there's an end date to that. But if you say, you know, I'm trying to think of another good example. Like, I'm so, going to have more leadership experience. It's like, no, within this semester, I'm going to apply for two leadership positions, something like that, so that there's a um, time frame around the goal that you're setting. Okay. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time bound. Okay. Mark goals. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't me. know why I just like assumed. Well, I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not a bad assumption. I feel like I probably should have heard of them before. I don't know. Okay. Well, I know no the... that. I'm really excited that I got to share that with you. I hope it changes my <laughs> life. Um, I guess kind of like you talking about SMART goals go, though, goes along with kind of setting, being reasonable when you set your goals um, and not, I guess, knowing like how much you can actually achieve in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, say, say your GPA is a 3.0, right? And you want it to be a 4.0. You, you're not going to say, okay, within, by the end of this semester, my GPA is going to be a 4.0. Like, even if you got a 4.0 that semester, your overall wouldn't bump up to the, mm-hmm. that. Like, that's impossible. Um, yeah. So Don't I guess, tell uh, yourself you're going to study 100 hours for an exam when there's a week left before the exam. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just, yeah, be reasonable with the goals that you set for yourself, but that's not to say that, that's not to say limit yourself, but be reasonable with what you set. You know, for me, for example, coming off of one of my really rough semesters, I couldn't go into the next semester being like, I'm going to make all A's. I knew that probably wasn't going to happen. So my goal was, okay, my goal is to make no C's this semester. Or my goal is to have a semester GPA total above, you know, like a 3.3, for example. Um, And then after you achieve that one, then you can say, okay, for my next semester, my goal is to have a 3.7 for the semester, stuff like that. Yeah, I think one thing I heard that I really liked is like, set a goal that scares you. So not one that's impossible, one that's intimidating and is going to make you really work for it, but like not one that's impossible. Yeah, like I remember with swimming, um, I don't remember, it was either freshman or sophomore year, I think this was sophomore year, because that was the last nationals I swam, um, I had a goal time going into that meet, and I knew that it wasn't going to happen unless I basically took like no time off of training, um, and it was a little bit daunting, because I went into that semester like going into nationals, and I was like, this is going to take over my life this semester, but I'm kind of okay with it if I'm going to reach a school, and I did it um so yeah and it feels good because it was scary but you yeah. still like to get there yeah and you, and you worked for it that's the thing you don't want to set a goal that you're like not really going to have to work for at all mm-hmm. so once you've sort of figured out you know you've done some career exploration and you've figured out what some like smaller goals are to get you to where you're trying to go um one huge thing is that your goals are supported by your habits and I think this kind of ties into like setting a reasonable goal, Um, you know, you have to break your, even if it's just your goal for the semester, you're going to have to kind of break that down into like, okay, what 
habits do I need to change? Um, because if you just continue to do the same thing every day, like you're not gonna, you know, if you've set a big scary goal, you're not gonna reach that goal by doing the same thing you've been doing. So, you know, your goals are gonna be supported by what you do over and over and over again, not just by some like random push at the end of the semester or something like that. Yeah. So creating, um, you know, sustainable habits and things that are easily integrated into your life and then sort of building on that as you go. Yeah, um, I would say like there are a couple of examples that I feel like that I used in undergrad. Um, so one of mine that I started doing sophomore year um, was that I would make myself go to the library after swim practice every evening. And it just, after the first couple of weeks, it honestly just became a habit. It was, you're going to pack extra clothes that'll, that are like warm enough so you can sit in the library for a few couple more hours. You're going to pack those clothes. So when you get out of practice, you're going straight to the library for a couple of hours. And that was, and it just became normal. It, it didn't become a thing that I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the library. It was like, oh, out of the pool, going to the library. Like that was it. And that's how I got myself to start studying more that semester. Um, for example, even if you have a goal, like outside of school, say you're like, okay, I want to so you want to, you know, slim down before, I don't know, summer and lose like 10 pounds, like don't tell yourself, okay, I'm going to like starve myself to lose this 10 pounds, or I'm going to go work out every day. Say, okay, I'm going to add in two more workout days every week and set them at a time that's going to be reasonable for your life. So if you, you know, you're a college student, say, you know, you're going to be up till midnight or 1am studying every night it's probably not that reasonable to set the goal of going to the gym at 6 a.m. every morning. Um, even if you make it, you're going to be exhausted. But if you set your goal to say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym two more days every week, and I'm just going to try to go when I get out of class at 2 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday for, you know, 40 minutes, that's a reasonable goal. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that I like really tried to start when I started grad school. Um, and I did like some habit tracking and stuff like that. Um, but things like going to bed earlier, like that's a, you know, a good habit I was trying to build, but I'm not gonna try to go to bed earlier and do yoga before bed and like not have my phone for an hour before, you know, pick one at a time, kind of build on that. But that's definitely something just especially with trying to separate like my work and my personal time um habits have been a huge part of you know doing that for me so another one of my favorite things that I've learned around setting goals and something um, that I've started to implement that I really like is the idea of ruthlessly eliminating goals so I think kind of a common theme as we've talked about this has basically been if you pile on too much you're not gonna get it done and chances are um you know, if you are just adding on extra goals and trying to set a long list of goals, a lot of those smaller goals that don't really support your, um, your long-term, you know, career aspirations and things like that, those little goals are just going to get in the way of the big goals. So, you know, when you make your list as you're planning out your semester, or if you're sort of doing that mid-semester check-in and doing some planning and some goal setting, go through and just immediately take three things off the list. They could be big things or small things, but if they aren't really directly putting you on a path to what you are you know, trying to achieve, take those off the list. And then maybe you know, if you set up really good habits and you're really making progress towards those bigger goals and you wanna add one more thing in, then do that. But you know, 
sit down and just like make the effort to eliminate some of those goals. Yeah. I'd also say when you're making your list of goals, think about the time commitment that all of them are going to require of you. Um, even if the list might not seem that long, some of them might be more time consuming than others and you still want to have time to have a personal life, even if that means to you, you know, an hour of reading or Netflix at night, you still have to have something that isn't directly regarding, you know, your personal goals or your professional goals. You just need some downtime. Um, so think about, I guess, what your life would look like as you're trying to achieve these goals and be realistic. You know, it's not realistic for you to be go, 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 you know, 14 hours out of the day. That's just, it, it's going to happen some days, but it's not realistic for an everyday life. So um, just kind of take that into consideration as well. Even if you're in it, like I'll say, I know with my undergrad, I had a situation where I knew that I didn't want to be software focused, um, but I signed up for like a competitive coding course that was over the summer in person and I commuted at the time. And so it took about four hours of my time every Monday, plus the work we had to do over the week. And this was like one of the very few times that I was like not in classes and could have like just been living my best life. But I was like, no, I have to be doing something to move me towards my goal. And this thing did not move me towards my goal. I knew I didn't want to do software, signed up for it because I felt like I had to add something in. Um, and just, yeah, y'all just like stop and reassess what you're doing and ask yourself if it's really benefiting you. And if it's not, then try to just take that off the table. Yeah. And like being busy and overwhelmed isn't the key to being successful. That's, I, I feel like I had that mindset going into college that like, if I wasn't consistently busy or being productive, then it meant I wasn't, you know, being successful. And that is not the case at all. Being successful means excelling and doing well in the you know the limited number of things that you are working towards not trying to do absolutely everything yeah another one of the best things I ever heard was that basically like you need blank space in your life to be creative so especially in like research roles and stuff like that if you don't ever give your brain a break where you know if you're just constantly going and constantly focused on the to-do list like you have no space for creative thought which I think a lot of times is what research is. And so you just have to like give yourself that blank space. Um, another thing, this same speaker, I forget her name. Um, but another thing she said was that one of the best things you can do for your career is to work less. Like, and not just because you need that blank space, but also because you can use that time to do things like get recognized. It's like maybe you take a couple things off your plate and now you can nominate yourself for awards and things like that or get um, someone else to you know nominate you and just there's career building things you can do that don't necessarily um, they aren't proportional to your time they don't take a ton more time um, but the benefit you get from it I think is a lot bigger yeah so honestly I think kind of the biggest takeaway that we want y'all to you know to get out of this with this whole goal setting thing is being reasonable, but also keeping your um, long-term goal in the forefront um, and think about whether things are truly going to help you or not and not just doing things because it'll pad your resume, but like 
a resume, a resume full of kind of BS isn't what people are looking for. And the non-important stuff will roll off the end of your resume. And then it was just <laughs> kind of a total waste of time, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so just know, know your value, know your time, know what your goals are, be reasonable and kind of just, you know, give yourself a break every now and then it's okay. I think that's all we have. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. I'm sure we'll kind of do some more like goal setting in specific environments or new environments and um, some more stuff that's related, but we just wanted to kind of share. I think that's something that we both learned during undergrad is just to, you know, relax a little bit, not take on too much, but still, you know, be working towards those big goals. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will chat with you guys in the next episode. Um, talk to y'all then. Bye. Hi guys. Thanks so much for listening to call her doctor podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at callherdoctor.podcast, where we share more tips and tricks and answer questions. For more information, be sure to check out our personal blogs at themjdiaries.com and sheengineered.com. You can find the links in the show notes. We would also love it if you would head to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review so we can get this podcast out there to more people and continue to grow the Call Her Doctor podcast community.